electronic surveillance, computer enhanced imaging radar, and in satellite technology, uh, the brand new kid on the block is a, is a kind of infrared technology uh, where a, a satellite at 150,000 miles out in a geosynchronous orbit, or not quite geosynchronous orbit, but, but these spy satellites can literally look in and see a dime on the floor, say on your kitchen floor. They have a resolution factor 99.999961. This particular piece of metal, I'm going to drop it on the floor here, it'll kind of ring like a bell. You can't break it. Withstand temperatures in excess of 7,500 degrees Fahrenheit. It has niobium in it. It also has miranite in it, element 123. Yeah, please do. Uh, it's in a, a non-crystalline form. This is just kind of a dripping off of the, out of the main crucible. Here's a crystalline example. It's in the scalenohedral crystalline form. We got this from the large grays uh, technology. Uh, this is grown in the confines of, of outer space, which has not quite a super vacuum, but uh, by the way, this is capable of withstanding temperatures in except 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, it's great for uh, certain parts of aircraft. Uh, this kind of material I work with on a daily basis. Up here we have a transparency of Room Lake. Room Lake is where the infamous Area 51, S4, S2, the CIA base, uh, uh, it was originally a bombing range, a nuclear test site. Uh, it was later become the most secret base in the United States. Um, it employs over 18,000 workers who work in shifts of 12 hours a, at a whack. Most of them work in the cover of darkness, like us. We built out nine underground military bases there, each with an average uh, uh, capacity capable was basically a city underground, roughly four and a quarter cubic miles hollowed out underground. They have boring machines, for instance. They have boring machines, for instance. They don't bore. They literally vitrify and melt the rock, deflagrate the rock. It's a very sophisticated laser uh, uh, melting and deflagrating system. Reduces the rock to a powder and then melts the the remaining rock is a coating on the inside of the base, so you don't have to use gunite, cements, and other kinds of things like that. That's all the all old hat now. Our technology is so just basically the new technology we get is the old hat of the military. I'm going to be real brief about it. I carried a level one security clearance, the Riley 38 Factor. There are very few of us. There's nobody except myself, to my knowledge, talking like this. Nobody. I'm breaking the law as well as federal law, coming out and even talking about this to a group of people. I love my country more than I love my life. Two weeks ago, I was shot in the shoulder. I don't want to gore you women out, but I was shot in the shoulder up here. I recently have become friends of a, of a uh, retired FBI agent who took me under the wing says, I've never seen a person braver than you. And I said, well, there's more coming. 
Our Patriot Movement in these United States is going to pick up the ball, and we are going to kick the parasites out. First of all, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, a few other founding fathers, Patrick Henry to mention a few, all had visions that these United States is going to live 700 years from where they were standing, and that was uh, somewhere around the turn, the late 1700s, early 1800s. So you can count this country, this country isn't going to go to a new world order. I believe firmly in constitutional law. I'm not very well skilled at it, and that's my embarrassment. But I'm going to be real blunt about it. The government that is now instilled are ruling as we're serfs and they're the kings and queens. Now, that's a feudal system. That isn't even a democracy. We are now being ruled by an autocracy and a technocracy. In other words, technical knowledge as rules as king with a feudal type system. Feudal systems haven't been used in the last 350 years and they're coming back like gangbusters. If we are complacent, if we do not speak out in droves, and I'm not just talking about me, I'm talking about a bunch of us getting together and getting on the stump and loving our country more than we love our lives, getting on, some of us are going to get killed. I almost got killed a couple of weeks ago. Hadn't been for, a, uh, hadn't been for an FBI, a retired FBI man, to risk his life his career, everything, put it all on the line. And he didn't know me from Adam a week prior to that. But he, he, re he listened to one of my tapes I gave up in Post Falls, Idaho. And I'm going to be very blunt about, he mentioned, he said that we need a lot more of you, but unfortunately we're not getting anybody. Well, I'm trying to, I'm not the best speaker in the world, but I'm trying to relay to you that we need to get out and seriously get the message out. These shows are great. This, this hall should be absolutely packed, standing room only, and we should be getting the message out to as many people as we can with as many shows as there are, is it possibly to reach, or many, is the public. We ought to get on talk shows, we've got to get on, we've got to get on news shows, TV shows, and we have to really get the message out. And I think we're doing it, but it's it's a little bit slow in the, in the first part. That's, that's just that part of the, what I want to say. In working with the black projects, I was very loyal. I was picked because I was very strong mentally. There's a bunch of us that were picked because we don't crack under pressure. We don't freak under pressure, so to speak. Everyday events don't bother us. Now, I was involved in something very controversial, almost totally unbelievable to most of you. Some of you are religious people. I think all religions, all religions have a time and a place, and they definitely have a place in America.
Now, another thing I want to reach to you is that during the unbelievable part, I was involved in building another base onto in inside of Dulce, New Mexico, which is Los Alamos Laboratory. It's a biological laboratory on the southwest part of the Archuleta Mesa. Uh, we built an underground facility, a better part of three cubic miles, hollowed out underground. Then to the southwest of that, we built, we were, we were in the process of the early stages of building. We drilled four large uh, tunnel-like holes. That some of them ran two and a half miles under surface. Uh, a number of the early, at that time, number of the original uh, machines that were used were, were um, uh, at the rate of uh, two miles a day. It was fairly rapid. The equipment kept coming up broken. So we wanted to go down. We wanted to send somebody down there, a human observer, or human observers in this case, to find out what was going on. Well, to our total surprise, first of all, the government knew all about it. They didn't tell anybody. Uh, when I saw Green Beret and Black Beret people encamped inside of our geologist camp, I knew something was up, the gig was up. First of all, I knew all about the alien agenda. I'll explain that in a few minutes. The large alien greys had been encamped there for as best as believed possible about four or five hundred years. It had been one of their internal bases. And we'd, we'd drilled holes right on top of it. All the stinking air, all the black sooty air came right out as soon as one of the first hole was sunk and all this soot came up. Well, that's when it all, all the hell broke loose, really, all started. Anyway, after we drilled all four holes, it took about a, two days to drill all four of them. And when you build an underground base, you drill four basic holes and you build, you call stopes or cross member holes across, and you bla use blasting equipment and special blasting equipment by the analyzation of the rock formation and you literally blast out or tunnel out or, or deflagrate or melt rock out to build the large rooms that are required for this underground base. Well, in this process, I was lowered down the basket of one of these holes and about from me to this elderly woman here in the front was sitting a seven foot tall alien gray. The stench was worse than the worst garbage can you can imagine. Uh, the person was at, or the entity was absolutely horrible. I didn't waste any time to reach for my pistol. At that time, as an engineer, I didn't have time to carry all the fold roll of one of these big submachine guns that all the sea spray and the yellow fruit and the, all the uh, outer perimeter and inner perimeter security people carried. I carried a little Walter PPK pistol with a nine-shot clip. This is an audit late August of 1979. Now, you got a regular suit of clothes, you got a regular clothes on, plus you're in a almost like a spacesuit environment, and you're reaching for a gun. It's it's not the easiest thing to do, and then to pop a clip in it and start shooting. And I killed two of them. Yes, they're mortal, and they do die. However, in the process... Uh, one of them did this. I all I remember is that he just kind of waved his hand in front of his chest, and the next thing I know, this blue beam hit me and just literally opened me up like a fish. 
and burnt my fingers right off of me. And it was some form of electrical force because the kind of like hit, being hit by a lightning bolt burned all my toenails off of me. Uh, completely crispy crittered my left foot. Burnt the shoe right off of me. Um, all I remember was the smoking remains, and I'm laying almost, I'm still conscious, but in and out of, I didn't remember much. And there was a, a Green Beret that was right behind me that risked his life. In fact, he died. But he risked his life. He shoved me back in the bass and he hit the button and took me up. And I wouldn't be alive talking to you today if it wasn't for him. I'm forever indebted. He lost his life. 66 Secret Service agents, Green Berets, Black Berets, crack troops lost their lives because the government, our United States government, lied to not tell us anything about the alien threat. There's a war underneath there, and I'm talking dead serious. It's been going on since that time. Since late August of 1979, our military, the Russian military, basically the militaries of the world, have been in constant conflict with the outer space alien. The, the small gray, the large gray, the reptilians, the whole thing. There are 11, there are 11 distinct races of aliens. Two are benevolent. One had to leave here in a hurry because their world is under attack, both on the surface of all underground there, the Pleiadesians. They're familiar, maybe some of you are familiar with that. Uh, would some of you raise your hands who've heard of Billy Meyer and uh, some of the, uh, oh, very good, about half the group. lucky people that they figured, well, he's kind of a simple type, we'll show him everything. Well, these are the benevolent aliens, and they've been here helping us. In fact, I have a picture, I have a picture, let me reach for it here. I have a picture of one of the aliens been working for the United States Pentagon for the last 58 years. His name is Val, Val Valiant Thor. He's right here. There's my father in the background. This whole place, the ready room of the USS Eldridge, Albilico, has probably explained or maybe even shown you this picture. There's a list of the some of the notable people in it. They're all